0: Hello and welcome to the one 162nd photography podcast. It's swelteringly hot in the UK. I think hottest day of the year when I'm recording this. No doubt it will get hotter and hopefully it won't affect the podcast because we're all stuck indoors. It's too hot to go to the top floor in my house to to go where I normally do recordings. So hopefully we're not going to be affected or hopefully the podcast isn't affected. So it was really nice last week to have a guest on. and I was really pleased with the episode. So thank you very much, Jeff. Today I'm talking about lenses. I regretted selling, so I will buy stuff, use stuff, sell stuff. That means the cost of ownership for for me is very low. And sometimes I even sell stuff for more than I paid for it. So, you know, I might lose maybe ten or twenty pounds. I buy something, use it for a year, sell it when it comes to photography gear. Thinking about things, lenses do much better than cameras. A camera gets old quickly, a lens doesn't get old quickly and it can still be sought after. You can get some old lenses like a Canon 35mm f2, Canon 10 to 22mm. And they're quite sought after, even though they're really, really old. People will still pay a lot of money for them because they've got a good reputation. So cameras get superseded, lens stay around for a long time, which is why was one of the reasons why a lens is a better investment than a camera. It's the lens that gives the better image, it's the lens that holds its value and it's the lens you're going to use on subsequent bodies. You will eventually stop using a camera because you deem it too old or file formats have changed or nothing will read that compact flash. Although I'm not saying that's reasons to get rid of things but eventually you'll opt for a newer camera but you'll still keep your lenses. There are lenses I've sold and I've regretted selling them. And one of them was the Canon 40 millimeter F 2.8 pancake lens I had. The Canon 24 millimeter EFS lens, and I sold that. And I had the Canon 40 millimeter f 2.8 lens, and I I sold that. The 24 was for EFS cameras, like your APS-C ones, and the 40 millimeter was for full frame. I sold them both because I had 35, 50 in primes. I have very good. I still have very good 50 millimeter and 35 millimeter primes. 24 was the widest prime I had, but of course the 24 millimeter for APS-C is not 24 millimeter for full frame. And I had a 24 millimeter full frame. I still have it actually. I managed to pick it up really cheap for about, I think, 60 pounds. So then I decided oh, I don't need the 24 EFS lens so I sold it. Then everything changed when I got my 200D. So when I got my 200D, suddenly i had a better sensor i had canon's dual pixel autofocus and it meant i was doing a lot more of my video work on that camera in fact predominantly i do my video work on that camera and if i took a dslr anywhere with me it was that one that went places with me so i rebought the 24 millimeter and that lens sits on that camera all the time it's what i film my youtube videos with if i pick the camera up to go and do something it's got the 24 on the tr- it's like a body cap really, it's so small. So I rebought that lens. The 40 millimeter I haven't rebought and I, I do regret selling it because I did like it. It was a very good lens. But again, for full frame I have a 35mm, I have a 50 millimeter. Didn't really see where the 40 millimeter fitted in and it was 2.8. It's a nice little pancake lens. But again, I'm going to go out and do that style of shoot, small, low profile DSLR. I'm going to take the 200D. So while I miss the 40 millimeter, it's not something I'm going to go out and buy. Now, another lens that I regretted selling and I'm thinking very hard about at the moment is the Canon 10 to 18. So I'm going to let my assistant read out the specs for this lens. And afterwards I'll tell you why I regretted sending this lens. The Canon EF-S 10-18mm f/4.5-5.6 IS STM lens Weights 240 grams, has a filter diameter of 67 millimeters, measures 74.6 by 72 millimeters. AF actuator works by STM. Contains 14 elements in 11 groups. Aperture goes down to f/22. So the lens is again an EF-S lens. It's APS-C only. This is plastic lens. This is a plasticky lens, but that's partly where the joy comes from. It being a plasticky lens, it's very light. It's a really good wide-angle lens. It's excellent for wide-angle because you're looking at 16 millimeter at the widest, going to approximately 30 millimeter at its most telephoto. So you've got some zoom. But really, you're wanting it for that extreme wide zoom of 16 millimeter on full frame equivalent, of course, going up to a more traditional wide of just over 28 millimeters, it has image stabilization. I saw a claim it's four stops. I don't know how accurate that is, and it has STM for really smooth focusing. So why did I get rid of it? Well, I got rid of it because at the time I was using a Canon 550D. I still have the 550D, not going to sell it. I'm going to keep it, but it wasn't very good at high ISOs and I would never go past 800 with it. So it meant when I used that camera, I was always looking for fast lenses to get a suitable shutter speed and fast lenses. So I didn't have to have crazy ISO for photos and video. And the lens was very slow. It starts at f 4.5 which is sort of unheard of, really, then I mean, your kit lens starts at a lower aperture than that. So starting at 4.5 and ending at 5.6 it's a very slow lens indeed. But the lens was good for travel photography because it was it was lightweight. And don't get me wrong. At the moment, I'm not looking to do travel photography, but it's a very good wide angle lens and it's very light. So Canon 200D in my bag with the 24 prime and and this be an excellent combination. And it did have incredibly smooth focusing because it had an STM motor. And as well, it had image stabilization, which is going to be good for video. Now I've got my Canon 200D. I can shoot at high ISO. I can shoot video and stills at three thousand two hundred fact, I've pushed it beyond that because it's a modern sensor. I can also underexpose and then in editing bring up the shadows, which I couldn't really do with the 550D. So it doesn't bother me that it's a slow lens. Suddenly that inconvenience, that hampering of it being a slow lens, doesn't bother me because the 200D has such good sensor. When I do video, I'm shooting video at F8 and I'm using lights and I'm putting the ISO up, but I'm shooting at F8 and combine that with the Canon dual pixel autofocus means I can move things in and out and it keeps focus and and it does very well. So I can do my sort of top down videos easily. So even using it for a video, F8 is fine. Or in fact, I would say even using it for video, the. 4.5 4.5 to f 5.6 aperture is fine because I'm going to go to f8 anyway. The 24 millimeter that I use for video is good. It's wide, but sometimes I do need something a little bit wider. And so that's why I'm sort of hankering for the 10 to 18. Now you could get a Canon 10 to 22. That's going to save you a stop because that starts at 3.5 and ends at 4.5. That again is an EFS lens, but it's around 500 pounds and it's a bit heavier and it's not image stabilized and it's not an STM motor, it's a USM motor. So that's far too much. But this 10 to 18 comes in at just under 200 pounds. And again, when I bought it some time ago and sold it, it was more than 200 pounds. So I am thinking about getting the Canon 10 to 18 lens. And I think I'll let you know in future episodes if I get it or not but certainly that was the one lens I regret the most selling and maybe wish I didn't sell it. But at the time, I didn't know I'd be ending up with the 200D. At the time, I was thinking it would be full frame and full frame only. How wrong was I? Anyway, thanks for listening and I hope to see you next week. Goodbye.